Welcome to Black Talk Radio, hosted by Kristen Ayana. Listen as we discuss the latest in Black culture, Black news, and Black entertainment. Hey everybody, it's your girl Kristen Ayana, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in Black culture, Black news, and Black entertainment. Now, I'm really excited because we have Amber with us today. Yes, what's up? Happy to be here. Very excited. Let's get into it. Yes, yes thank you so much for joining us. I know it was a little journey. You came it from was. Brooklyn. Yes, ma'am. All the way to Jersey. <laughs> And it's raining, y'all. So th- it's really the dedication for me. It's it's really, <laughs> especially on the Sundays. Like yeah, I know she. It was you know really had to bring that extra energy to get out that bed. I know. So I just want to thank you so yeah, much of course, for you know, coming, and we really do appreciate it. So first things first, can you just tell us, you know, for the, those who may or may not know, like who is Amber and like what do you do? Yes, what's up, everybody? My name is Amber Lauren. I'm the founder and creator of Wavy Women, the largest community of Black women wavers in the world. So mm. for those who may be unfamiliar with waves, to wave the hair is to brush the natural curl the hair flat, achieving a wave-like pattern, as you can see here. Yes. And for those who can't see, you can definitely refer to this on most. Uh, it's simple Google image search, TikTok, everything would definitely help you out. Mm-hmm. And I started Wavy Women in 2020 mm-hmm. after my first starting of my waving journey in summer 2019. Got and you. it was after months of kind of going back and forth and like with my hair journey, which I'll definitely get into mm-hmm. later on in the interview. Basically, I went back and forth about it because I realized there wasn't a lot of spaces for black women waivers exclusively Mm. especially with the natural hair conversation waving is often overlooked because it's so associated with men versus women and with all of those considered plus when you look on short hair pages you didn't really see a lot of black women waivers unless you saw finger waves and finger waves Mm. and regular waves are not the same thing exactly which again we'll get into (laughs) but um after some months of going back and forth, I was just like, you know what? Let's do this. And I started. And since then, our words have traveled to over 20 countries across the globe. Wow. Featured black women from here up to Canada, down to the Caribbean. We have um, wavies coming in from Brazil, mm-hmm. the UK, South Africa, Nigeria. We even had a black woman who is from here mm-hmm. stationed. Her and her husband are stationed out in Japan. Who found out about our platform through another friend of theirs? It's like, oh my god, I have waves, I have this hair salon, everything, and it's been such an amazing thing to see because every time I talk to Black women, it's like, you know, I've always wanted waves, but I didn't know how to start. Mm. And a lot of times it's because for whatever reason it's gatekept because of the conversation. Oh, women have better hair, which is not right. true because our hair is relatively the same depending on you know your curl pattern. Right. But yeah, that's how Wavy Women got started, and it's been quite the journey. Just turned three in January, so very exciting. (laughs) And yeah, that's just a little bit about Wavy Women, uh, about myself. Outside of launching Wavy Women, I am the creative director of a publication called Grown Magazine, Mm -hmm, which is an online publication that caters to... Black women, particularly millennials and Gen Z, between mm-hmm. the ages of 21 and 30, kind of going through those growing pains of, like, mm. no longer being a teenager, but you're still, you don't feel grown. Like, you know you're an that adult, middle. but you need an adult to do certain things. Yeah. <laughs> that. And, yeah, it's been great so far. and looking forward to this interview. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Super, super duper, you know, interesting. 
Um, I want to talk to you about, because I know you started Wavy Women and, you know, you talked about how, like, you created it because a lot of women, you didn't see representation when it came to, like, women with waves. So I want to know, like, okay, as far as you waving, you know, getting waves, Mm -hmm. what was that process like for you? And just talk to us a little bit about your hair journey. Yeah, so when I first started waves, my hair was short. And that was a journey in itself because I had wanted to cut my hair since I was about 16 years old. Oh, wow. And that point, my hair was permed. And everybody's like, oh, no, it's going to be too much maintenance and ah, so many things. And then by the time I got to college, mm-hmm. I, my, sis, my sister actually put my hair in bantu knots. And I loved how it looked. I was like, you know what? You got me. I'm not perming my hair anymore. <laughs> And I wanted to see how long it could go without a perm. So that might have been my first, maybe my second semester in college. Mm. That was about, oof, man. <laughs> that was about 2013. Got it. So, yeah, it's been about 10 years since I put a relaxer in my head, um, which has been interesting because I had a rela- I first permed my hair when I was 12. Mm. And that was because. That was also because I was, like, the only, one of the few girls, if not one of the only girls in my junior high school at the time that did not have a relaxer. Everybody mm-hmm. here was perm. I just wanted my hair to be straight, but nobody explained to me that you could just get a blowout. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You right, could just right, get, right. like, a press. But that was also because I had worn my hair in braids for so much of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, I didn't grow up getting to wear, like, my hair in poofs or things mm-hmm. like that because... Uh, you know, as as a fellow Jamaican, you know how it right. goes. Like, oh yeah, we got a Jamaican in the building. Yes, bop, 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 bop. But you know, growing up, you're thought you're taught to believe that to wear your hair naturally is to have the hair unkempt. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting parallel because my mom is Jamaican, my grandmother was Jamaican, so they were very like my mom. She didn't really know how to do my hair. Right, right, right. Like she wasn't really like a hair braid, so I would always get like boom, go get your hair braided stuff. Like my grandmother would do like put little plaits, like mm-hmm. give me the little the little bobos and the barrettes and everything. Right. And with my dad, he was born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So he grew up during the civil rights movement. So he was very much so like into the Black Panther mm. era. Very like no don't put those relaxers in your hair. They're bad for you. They will make your hair fall out. You will get sick. He was very, he, he instilled that, but he wasn't like militant about it. Mm, and okay. when I permed my hair, I was like, wow, I finally did it. But mm-hmm. then I also felt like an instant kind of regret. Mm, really? And it was really just because I was like, oh man. Cause once they tell you, it's like, yeah, that's it. Like you, your hair is not going to be poofy anymore. Ah. And I was really sad because I grieved that part of me because it's like, oh, man, like I could have just wanted to wear th- wear my hair out. But mm-hmm. again, wasn't taught that because growing up, you know, seeing the jet, the jet magazines. First time I ever saw a perm box was in a jet magazine in my grandmother's room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want the I didn't even want the hairstyle. I just wanted to be on the box. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but to tie it into my hair journey, I... I didn't really learn to love my hair until I became an adult and stopped perming mm. my hair. Where I, was, I actually had to learn and start doing, you know, the transitioning period of no more relaxer and then getting into my natural hair. And with that, I would do wear a lot of braids. Mm. I was, my protective style of choice was weaves 
and like what i was good for, i was good for 24 what <laughs> listen and i commend shout out to the wig girlies the lace front girlies Ooh, yeah i can't get into that man the lace fronts and the frontals and the closures i now don't get me wrong i'll do you know a someone with some leave out yeah but i it's the maintenance i think yeah because with the leave out and it's it's definitely a catch twenty two because with the leave out it's like yes the rest of your hair is natural but the front of your head can be so damaged and yeah. I guess oof, that that's for me, true and, too. And with the closures, it's all fun and games. So that closure start lifting, mm-hmm. sliding back, <laughs> start sliding back. You might you might be able to escape it by cutting the little widow's peak in the front. Mm-hmm. You might you might, but then other times it's just like mm, girl, you might want to. Put a hat on it. Do a little something in the meantime. But in that, like, I would go in between. I would go to the salon and get Mm -hmm. my hair trimmed. And the lady, bless her heart, she was, um, like, a black Dominican woman. Mm -hmm. So she was just like, Mommy, we gonna trim it. We gonna get you right. Because a lot of times Mm. that where, even now, there are black women who talk about they go to these hair salons and they're natural and they'll put keratin in there. Yeah. Did that happen to a friend of mine where she oh, had gosh. been, she was natural all her life. Mm-hmm. Never permed her hair once. Hair was down her back, but that was because, you know, she took care of it and like mm-hmm. she, she lived for a wash day and everything. And then one day she just went because she had to get like, she's gotten straightenings and things, but never a perm. And she went and got hair straightened and this lady put keratin. Mm. In her, in her, in the shampoo to straighten it, even though her hair was like, and that's another thing I have about good hair, which I'll get into because I could talk about that forever. But to all that to say, it warps your perception because it's like, well, man, like my hair is not manageable. It's just, you know, it's my hair. And that kind of ties into the idea of, like, good hair versus bad hair. There's no such thing as bad hair. I also have opinions about the typing system, but (laughs) for the sake of time, it just kind of showed me to love my hair and to be very appreciative that that never happened because if Mm. that happened to me, somebody wasn't going to have a shop. (laughs) Right. Somebody was not going to have a shop. (laughs) And how it got into waving because by the time... It was 2016. I was natural, 100% natural for a year, mm-hmm. but my hair, the front of my head was so damaged. Mm. And I started doing like, not a pineapple, but like kind of like a fro, mm-hmm. kind of not a fro hawk, but like, like kind of like a faux but, taper. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a faux taper type of vibe. And then I liked it so much. I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to cut my hair. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to cut it. It's just hair. And <laughs> I went, got a taper. Cut the sides down, rock that for about maybe about six months, and I was just like, "Yeah, cut this all off." <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I started experimenting with color. So, oh, okay. So, how did you feel when you like finally just cut your hair off? I felt very free. Mm. It was like two days before my twenty-second birthday, so I was very excited. Ah. I was like, "Yes, I did it. I don't feel bad about it." And the beauty of this was that nobody came to me and was like, why did you cut your hair? I was like, good. Ah, okay, Because a lot of times, like, mm-hmm. I, maybe, like, one person did it, but now I look, it's like, are you going to pay for it? No. So then don't ask me about my hair. <laughs> but all in all, it was great. It was a very enjoyable experience. It also kind of, like, when I cut my hair, it also kind of started into my self, 
self-love and self-care mm-hmm. and like my therapy journey all in once mm. so it was like a new era oh yeah it was definitely a new era definitely a new era i transferred schools it was great oh. so it all kind of tied in and then led me to you know be more comfortable with myself like having short hair showed me how to be more confident mm. in who i am as a person even in now because I can say, like, 21-year-old Amber is just, like, going absolutely crazy. Like, yo, she did it! Yes! we <laughs> But, yeah, it's just uh, all of that. And then, you know, I started, like I said, I started playing with colors. Like, I've done just about almost every color on the spectrum. Wow. It's been cool, though. It's been a lot of fun. Not done with colors yet. But, of course, you know, that's a... Another story I'll get into later of why I had to take a break. But I was just about to ask you, okay, so now with color and hair, what, because I hear a lot of people say like once, you know, they color their hair, it's easy for it to get damaged, um, things of that nature. So what have you have done to like maintain your color while still, you know, keeping your hair healthy? Yeah. So when I first, this, this will probably tie into like when I finally went platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. So funny enough i was in jamaica for the holidays and my cousin she's a hairstylist mm-hmm. and at the time my hair was like honey blonde and she was like you know amber you look great with platinum mm-hmm. kind of just planting the seed and i'm like ah, i don't know maybe <laughs> and then in three days time i said yo lisa what's 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 your availability like tomorrow she's like yes i knew you would come come through and it was definitely a process it felt like i was getting my hair permed all over again Really? But it wasn't like a bad, it wasn't like, oh my God, it's so much painful. But it's like, I wasn't used to that. Mm -hmm. And being that with bleach, what a lot of people don't realize with bleach is that like, it strips your hair of all its color. Like it's, that's, Mm. that's it. Like that platinum blonde is just like every lip. And when you first, when you're first lifting your hair, you only need to use 40 once. You do not need to use 40 again. Okay. So when you're lifting, like say, um, say like, you know, your hair is that length, right? Mm-hmm. If you're touching it up, you don't need anything more than 10 or 20. And that I learned from my barber, who yelled at me for using 40 <laughs> all the time. Because after that, I thought you just used 40. And I, I'm i not going to lie. I definitely, like, fried my hair pretty oh, bad. Um, I was playing, like I said, I was playing with color. But I was mm-hmm. also wearing, like, a buzz cut type of thing. So kept cutting it it's like all right Mm -hmm. damage cut damage cut and then it got to a point where it was like i wasn't giving my hair enough time to just breathe breathe and just exist and one day my barber at the time she was just like um you need to stop bleaching your hair your hair is starting to thin out Mm. i was like oh that's not good so i stopped bleaching at the time maybe Maybe towards the end of 2019. Okay. So I was like, all right, cut it, cut it off, cut it off. And that's when I started around a little after I started Waves. And that became a thing because my guy friends were like, you know, Waves would go crazy. You should consider that. And I was like, ah, maybe. Then I was just like, you know what? Let's do it. Woke up one morning, went to the beauty supply store, got my Murray's, got my do-rag, got my brushes, started looking on the internet, looking mm-hmm. for tutorials. And that's when I realized that... There weren't really, that's how Wavy Women kind of came into play. So it kind of ties into each other. But learning about, again, learning about my hair, learning about hair care. Even when you're doing, like, even if you're not 
short hair short if your hair is natural if your hair is relaxed especially if your hair is relaxed you have to be very very careful because when you relax your hair that's a basically kind of like a double entendre so it's like once you relax it you're not supposed to bleach it right away you Mm -hmm. have to wait about two weeks before you do it otherwise your hair can fall right on out oh gosh (laughs) if you don't know what you're doing the Mm -hmm. hair will fall right on out and then that goes into um when you're bleaching depending on what you're doing you always want to make sure you tone your hair doesn't matter if you got your color you still got to tone it because you're also trying to protect the hair you're trying to protect Mm -hmm. it so things that i've been using lately there's this um leave-in conditioner that i use by shout out to swear nyc black woman on brand Ooh, we love that yes and this is not a paid plug i genuinely enjoy (laughs) their products and they have this um leave-in conditioner that has um bamboo oil Mm. or it's like bamboo based and it makes my hair feel really soft especially after i color it and like bleach it it's feels very um it doesn't feel weird because mm-hmm. sometimes when you because you're stripping everything you're stripping the chemicals everything so you got to make sure you moisturize it pretty often um but also just listen to your hair mm-hmm. high porosity low mid, mid medium excuse me it all depends on your hair i don't really subscribe to the hair typing because that was only made for a particular product versus our hair types overall Okay. Because we can definitely have, like, two or three types, hair types, because mm. I have two hair types, or what would be considered hair types, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. Okay. Well, I, I, I definitely love that, and I love just, like, all the information that you're providing. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, a lot of people can, you know, take away from it and learn from it. So now I want to get into, you know, your brand, Wavy Woman. Um what do you guys do to basically because i see that it's such a like you know great community and you guys you know use each other to like share resources help each other what are you know some of the programs or things that you have implemented to really keep that community going yeah so when i first started waving women the first year i was just kind of i'll be honest i was just kind of floating on vibes because it was just right before the pandemic had mm-hmm. hit so we started january pandemic was march oh god so the lockdown started and i was just like man it was it was really it was hard mm-hmm. it was hard because that was a first time entrepreneur i had just started doing freelance work Mm. So it was just like, okay, it's a lot of new things. A lot of places are closed. Right. So what actually helped me was that I started doing this business with really bad social anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I had, could not talk to people, which is like another tie into like my, my personal journey. And ironically, Getting onto Clubhouse is what actually helped me get over my social anxiety. Mm. And then what it was is that I saw that so many business rooms and I was just like, all right, man, I got to get over this. And there would be these rooms where they would like help you with like public speaking. Oh, nice. And getting everything right. Because it's like I could do the public speaking. Like I've like in college, I used to host a radio show. I've done like every, you know, little bits and pieces in journalism because that's Mm -hmm. where my background started. Right, right, right. And... With that, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, I'm getting comfortable, because mainly because I don't have to worry about people staring at me. It's like, oh my God, we're just, they're just watching you. It's like, you know, when you see on TV, they're like, imagine everybody in your underwear, in their underwear. It's just <laughs> like, no. But um, it was really helpful because it allowed me to get over, like I said, get over my fear, but also be more comfortable in 
how I speak, especially with pitching. Pitching, okay. man, that helped a lot because that was also my first year, my first pitching competition I ever did. Mm. Didn't win, but it was very insightful and I learned a lot. And with that, it was easier to navigate. So now it's like I'm in a room. It's like I feel like Amber's inner, my inner child was just very happy because growing up I was very talkative, very happy. And then mm. certain things took place where I just became, wasn't that person anymore. So coming back into that is definitely a full circle moment. I love that. And I'm, I'm loving the fact that you were, you know, able to come out of that and mm-hmm. it's something that you were able to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, which also brings me to my next uh, point. I want to talk about your founder's corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's super dope. Thank uh, you. So just, you know, what was it like incorporating that into your business and things of that nature? Yeah, that was actually because I was told by my, um, like uh my former coach at the time she's like yeah you need to at least show your face people need to know who you are at least <laughs> at least because at one point i was just like i don't want to show my face mm-hmm. i don't want to be the face of this brand no y'all can see it y'all get the idea they're just like no we need somebody to talk so that we know that it, mm-hmm. you're not a robot and doing the founder's corner the very first one was actually at the end of 2020 it was, I was so happy. We had just touched a thousand followers. The website mm. finally went live. And that was right before we started any kind of programming. Got it. So I, did, I knew that when I did the started doing the Founders Corners, I wanted people to know that I was like, hi guys, I exist. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kin folk and skin folk. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of times it'll be these plays, it'll be these pages that you think are black ran and it'll right. be, or no, black woman true. ran. Right. Like there was this one page on Twitter. I forget what it was called. Mm-hmm. But then the person behind the page came forward and they like cosplayed as a black woman to find out that it was a black man. Mm. It was, I forget the name of the, it was caused such, I think this might have been maybe about 2020, 20, 21. I feel like I low-key remember this story. I just don't remember what the name of the page was. Oh, Emo Black Thought. Mm. I think that's what it was called. And they got, they um, revealed their identity and it was just like, oh, no, you gotta go. And they just kind of mm. scared you. But to tie back into this, I was very... I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to make sure that people knew that I'm not a robot and I do exist. <laughs> and that's how I kind of got into the programming because I was just like, I knew I didn't want Wave Women just to be a page that just showed different women with different waves. I wanted mm-hmm. to create conversation. And I even mentioned that in our first episodes, like, you know, we go talk about the conversations that need to be had, but don't have these conversations that need to be had. We just, you know, using buzzwords. And I launched Wavy Talks. Right. And the Wavy Talks is a conversation series that was an Instagram live that is now a podcast mm-hmm. that centers black women waivers and highlights barbers, hairstylists, and black businesses within the black hair care industry. And it's been pretty great so far. Had a lot of great guests so far. I'm actually in the process of filming season two, so very excited Ooh, for that. Okay. And... There's also the Spread the Warmth Children's Clothing Drive, which is something I started in 2021. That was inspired by the eviction moratorium lifting in New York City. So basically what that was about is that during the part of lockdown, because so many people were were out of work or furloughed or unemployed altogether, there was uh, 
if you were behind on rent, they couldn't evict you. Right. And it was, I believe it was until November 1st was when it lifted because Senate voted not to renew it, mm. which was, I believe this was, if this, yeah, this was, Biden was in office by then. And with all the parents I knew and all my friends who worked in education or just had kids and like right. even family members talking about, I was like, you know, I can't work, but you know, mouths got to be fed. Kids need mm-hmm. clothes, books, not to mention with all of that going on, everybody forgot about the kids. Mm. So with that, I had brought up the idea to um, a few black businesses that I work with. Shout out to Money Market and, of course, The Stoop, which is a bar- my barbershop that I go to pretty often. They were on board, and we were connected to a nonprofit organization that provides counseling services to kids between the ages of 5, I believe, 5 to 14 or 5 to 17. Mm-hmm. And... With their support, we were then connected to the school that they work directly with, which is called uh, PSIS 109. Okay. And through that and the support of the community, we were able to donate over 200 items of clothing to the school. Wow, that's amazing. So to give an idea of what their demographic looks like, one in four of their students approximately is either in a shelter or temporary housing. Mm. And that's five. There's 500 kids that go to that school between, uh, I believe it's pre-K to eighth grade. Mm. And, you know, one in four in a school of 500, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. 125 kids is a lot. And in addition to donating clothes to the school, I also made it so to donate to two shelters focused on black women, single mothers. Okay. Through a program that I've worked with called Canva. Um I, want to, I don't remember the acronym, and I don't want to sit here and butcher it. But it's a really great source that works with Caribbean Americans. They work with your, they help you with housing. They help you with um, getting a job. They help you mm. formulate your business. There's so many things that they do, and I believe that I believe it's a nonprofit organization. And through that, you know, it was really grateful because I wanted to take care of the community, to care of me, because I'm from Flatbush, born and raised, and. Seeing that, I knew that I was making a difference in one kid's life Mm -hmm. and, like, helping, doing my part to help keep New York City's children warm and safe during the holidays. It's something that is near and dear to me, especially knowing that Wavy Women is not a nonprofit organization. Right. That's my way of giving back. But, of course, it's not going to stop there. I want to expand on more. And last, definitely not least, we have a program series called Detangled, which Mm -hmm. uncovers hair care myths, rumors, and things going on in black hair care. Recently did, like, a deep dive breakdown of the Crown Act, mm-hmm. which you're familiar with. Right. And how Senate blocked the Crown Act, again, for the second time since its induction four years ago. Mm. So it's been an interesting journey and an interesting battle. And it's not over yet because at this time, I believe it's legalized in 18, 17 or 18 states, including the U.S. Virgin Islands, mm. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut are all included in these 18 states. And it's been interesting because there's so many people who don't know about it and what it means. So for those who are unfamiliar with the Crown Act, the Crown Act is an act that was first introduced in 2019 by four black women in the state of California, bringing it to the attention of the California state legislature, which... Uh, legalized it on July 3rd, 2019, which is now known today as Crown Day. And since then, Dove, the soup, the 
soap brands, beauty yeah. brand Dove has teamed up with them to advocate and educate. And what the Crown Act basically does is that it would prevent discrimination in workplaces, mm-hmm. public spaces, and anywhere that may or may not have microaggressions. So think of it like this. Like if you go to a private school or you grew up going to a private school and you had to cut your locks off because you couldn't wear them. Oh, it was against dress code. Or against dress code. Ooh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's against dress code. You can legally fight that. But, yes, those are are the programs that Wavy Women has. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the beginning. Definitely looking forward to more. We definitely do have more, which I'm excited to share. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Now, speaking of the Crown Act, I actually wanted to ask you, you know, as a black woman, just being, I know you mentioned you started in this industry, you know, like being in the media, journalistic space. Um, have you experienced like any discrimination because of your hair? I would say no, but that's also because my hair, like at the time I was wearing, I was wearing like weaves mm-hmm. and like box braids. But on the other side of this, in my time at undergrad, I was fortunate enough to intern for not just one, but two black-owned businesses. Mm. So they were very, very chill. Like, most of the team was natural, so they weren't bothering me about it, no. That's good. And what advice would you give to someone who is maybe, you know, struggling or in a, whether it's a workspace or school, um, you know, where they are being targeted because of their hair? I would definitely say if you can try to find support within your friends or try to find mm-hmm. those support groups online, whether you're just looking at somebody's page on TikTok or mm-hmm. looking on Instagram or even Twitter, just finding that space and then also remind yourself that this is the hair you were born with. There's mm-hmm. no such to me, there's no such thing as bad hair. Right. The only type of the only bad hair you can have is the hair you can't you don't take care of. Mm-hmm. Good hair is very subjective because it's also based on the white gaze. So yeah. with that in mind, it's like for me, my hair would be considered according to the scale would be four A hair. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, growing up with having like my sisters like 4C hair. Mm-hmm. My mom's hair, she had start. She got a relaxer when she was nine. Mm. But that was, again, not her choice. That mm-hmm. was because, you know, going time back into that um, colonial ideology of like, oh, well, you know, your hair is tough, so you must straighten it to make it easier. Right. And it does a lot. It does a lot on a kid's, you know, a kid's uh, self-confidence, especially it's like you feel like it's this rite of passage, but is it really a rite of passage or is it just something that we don't necessarily have to do? Now, I am just want to say I'm not anti-relaxed. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do what works for you. Just know what you're putting in your hair. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's going in your hair. Please do your research. For sure, yeah. You know, I love that you mentioned that. I definitely feel like we're in a different time now. Um and like black women specifically are kind of just like letting themselves be and do whatever they want with their hair without worrying about what other people think. So I'm really glad that we're entering that era and like we have people like you to share like resources and just, you know, teach women about their hair. I think that's super important. So now I have to ask, you know, with your brand, mm-hmm. um, what would you say is like your favorite thing about it or just being an entrepreneur? I would say my favorite thing about it is knowing that there's always somebody new that is learning about what mm. waves are. 
And it's so cool because I get to explain to people, I'm like, there are different, like, one does not simply have one wave brush. I have, like, six <laughs> for all for different stages of my hair. So, like, when I get a fresh cut, I have, like, the soft brush and the soft curve brush. And then as it grows, it has, like, you know, the different levels of firmness, which is really cool. Not to mention, like, seeing people's jaw drop, like, there's more than one kind of wave? I was like, yes, there is. Mm. There's, there's several. So, let's get right into it. So, first you have what's called the 50-60 wave. So, think of, like, the best way I describe it is think of, like, the doo-wop singers from, mm-hmm. like, the 50s and the 60s that had the slick part in the middle on uh, on one side and, like, waves one way, waves another. Right. That's more... Usually that tends to be natural. Other times it can be associated with like texturizers and wave mm-hmm. kits, depending on, you know, again, depending on your era and depending on your hair type. Then you have the 180 waves. 180 waves are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Those are the waves that just go in one direction, very, and then you have like a dark or light Caesar on the sides and the back. Okay. It's just waves in going down the front. Then you have the 360 waves. 360 waves are exactly as they sound. Mm-hmm. You have, they go around the perimeter of the head starting from from the sides as mm-hmm. some people call the shoreline to the nape of the neck now the thing with 360 waves is that there are two different kinds of 360 waves okay the first one is the beehive which is self-explanatory it looks exactly like right. a beehive <laughs> and then you have the 360 swirl which the crown of the head starts as a swirl which mm-hmm. by the way the crown of the head does not have to be the middle of the head it can mm-hmm. be the left to the left to the right or to the center as long as it's the top of your scalp gotcha it can also be open or closed open is not open does not mean you don't have hair in that space unless you're brushing too hard which by the way if you're listening to this and you're brushing too hard and you're forcing yourself to have a spot that is actually um can start traction alopecia Oh. Because, like, if you notice, like, think about guys mm-hmm. who, like, always had... Think about when high, being in school and you had that one guy who had the brush in his, his back pocket mm-hmm. and he was brushing all the time to the point where he had a spot. Yeah. That's thinning out and you can actually... It's not always traction alopecia, but it can mm-hmm. be a precedent to that. And, like I was saying, with the 360 swirl, it starts off as a swirl, but then the rest, it kind of mimics the beehive. Mm. Then we have the 540 waves. So 540 waves, think of a hurricane's eye. Hurricane's high, hurricane's pattern, it's exactly the same way. Last but definitely not least, you have what's called the 720. (laughs) 720 is considered relatively new. Mm -hmm. And what separates the 720s from every other degree I just just described is that unlike all of them, 720s are the only waves that instead of going down, you Mm -hmm. go sideways. So you're manipulating your hair in two ways to be Mm. flat and to be flat on its side because gravity does, you know, gravity doesn't make it grow sideways. It grows forward. So with that in mind, those take the longest to do because you cannot start like you can do start off with 180s and go into 360. You can start 180s and go into 540 can't start 180s and go into 720 you have to go into 720 Mm, and it's it's wild because it's like it's (laughs) i commend shout out to the 720 waivers out there because that (laughs) that is mm -mm, it's not for me it's like i respect it Mm -hmm. because it's just man it's a process because it's like if that does not look right you have to cut it and start all over damn it's not <laughs> it's kind of just it's like yeah it's like you can kind of just let it free form and just kind of do its own thing if you give up but mm-hmm. if you're trying to continue and it's not you might have to cut it down some and then just it's yeah. crazy because it's like who would think like there's 
all these aspects mm-hmm. to waves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's dope. For, you know, I really want to thank you for sharing sharing that with us. I definitely think it's dope for real. Yeah, thank you. And like, it was a learning curve with me too, because mm-hmm. I like there's a lot of things that I don't know, and I'm not gonna say, I like I won't say and pride myself and say it's like I'm like a waving expert. Mm-hmm. I learned with the community, so the community was like. Actually, it says, I'm like, thank you guys, but thank you guys for letting me know. Uh, we are not above being wrong. We human. You know right, what I mean? right, right. And, you know, what I don't know, I ask the community or I just do, you know, my research, mm-hmm. looking at other people's pages. And then also, that was another thing because certain they would know who Wavy Women is. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we've heard of you. Or some people be like, no, we've never really heard of y'all. I'm like, that's okay, because we just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't expect everybody to know who Wavy Women is out the gate. Right, right, right. But if you have at least, it's like, oh, I've heard of y'all, da, da, da. That's cool. If you haven't, you learn now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, every time in the Founders Corner, it's like, uh, shout out, I say it all the time, it's like, shout out to everybody, whether you just joined the wave this morning, or you heard from a friend, from a friend, from mm-hmm. a friend, I appreciate you, because it's definitely been a journey, and being an entrepreneur, it's taught me so much about myself, and dedication, because mm. man, whew, entrepreneurship is not <laughs> easy, <laughs> but it's worthwhile if you love what you do, because with wave women, I don't feel like it's a uh, it don't feel like it's work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And again, it's like, it's so, every time I'm always teaching somebody new, some something new about it. It's like, oh yeah, it's like this, it's like for real. It's like, yeah, this is, <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. Nah, that's dope for sure. Um, And it's very unique, right? Like, I think that's what, you know, makes this brand stand out and why I wanted to actually have you on the show because I think there's really no one else doing this mm-hmm. um, for black women who have waves. And I think it's a movement that's going to just continue to grow and grow and grow. And with that, I want to ask you, like, do you have a team or, you know, or any help or you've just been solo dolo? Well, right now I'm solo dolo. Mm -hmm. I've had interns in the past and I've had help in the past. So it's been easy. But I've also had to take like a hiatus. Mm. Just take a step back for a little bit Mm -hmm. just because I realized that. In doing all of this, I was taking care of myself. Ah, and that's really So important. I needed to, it's like, our, and that's one thing I always make sure to let, like, the community know. I was like, listen, y'all, I'm be honest. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know, taking my time, taking taking everything. And it's very, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. The Wavies are very supportive. Shout out to the Wavies, man. Shout, <laughs> Shout out to the, the Wavies. And it's really great because I give myself grace. But mm-hmm. knowing it's like, all right, give yourself grace, but also balance, mm. balance that out. Because sometimes it's not saying that we don't give ourselves too much grace. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is like sometimes it can be giving yourself grace, although you have to, you know, it's like, all right, it's grace, but also discipline. Mm, you need okay. to make sure that you have some discipline, even if it's just like, okay, I wrote down the metrics today for the week. Starting off in small increments, like mm-hmm. not being okay with not, not doing a hundred percent of what you said you would do. It's like the key is to like at least find your fifty or ah, find your sixty-five, okay. and so on and so forth. And to yeah, you know, making sure that again giving yourself the space so that eventually you do get to that one hundred. I think that's dope, and I think a lot of people can relate to that because we are like often just like super hard on ourselves. And, you know, we do need that grace. And I think also as entrepreneurs, like, 
or just in any if you're you know any career level if you don't take a break and give yourself that space you're you'll be forced to do it and that's when it gets bad yeah yeah it's you never lied now my final question for you if you could leave you know like your supporters the waivers with like one thing to remember about you what would it be and why hmm one thing to remember about me I did. Can we curse on here? Mm-hmm. I did that shit scared, and still mm. did it because a lot of times, like even when we did our first campaign last summer, right. that was one thing I wanted to talk about too. Like last summer, I launched the first campaign called "Beat the Wavies," mm-hmm. and "Meet the Wavies" is the first campaign in history to feature Black women waivers exclusively. Mm. So it was just really like. You know, getting black women waivers together in a New York City area. And that was another thing. Um, getting, doing that, direct, creative directing it. Shout out to Cozy, who was my photographer, and Tasha, mm-hmm. my PA. Like, they did an amazing job. And the girls who were part of it, Naya, Chloe, Cami, they were amazing. Mm. Um, just... Doing that shit scared because I, in my days, that entire week, I think I probably, <laughs> I was up till four o'clock Ooh, in the, Lord. from four o'clock in the morning to like 6 p.m. that mm. evening, finalizing everything because I was also, um, updating the website mm-hmm. and I gave myself this deadline and like doing everything. Cause when you're an entrepreneur, you wear a lot of hats. Yeah, you wear a lot, sure. a lot of hats and I did a scare and I pressed publish <laughs> and I tagged everybody and I put my description, put it had my intern was sending out the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Everything was scheduled out and I got so much praise from it. It's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, thank you for doing this. And then mm-hmm. when I was first doing outreach about it, a lot of the waivers were like, yo, when you coming to L.A., when you coming yeah. to Atlanta, when you coming to Houston, when you coming to Toronto, like, it was great to know that, you know, when Volume 2 comes around, very excited, because mm. it's coming sooner than y'all think, because, <laughs> as they see, now here, I can definitely announce the exclusive, yes. that Wavy Women will be at Durag Fest oh, this year, yes, so Durag, that's super exciting, Durag Fest is a festival taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina, which it's literally self-explanatory, we mm, come right. to celebrate the Durags, and those who wear them, it's a lot of waivers out there, but you know, some people love, just love Durags and just happen to be mm-hmm. here, they do it. They usually have it every Juneteenth weekend. Mm. This year, it'll be taking place the weekend after, so it'll be the weekend of 24th. Got you. Um, it's going to be exciting. We got some things cooking up, so I can't wait to announce that. The formal announcement will be coming out soon, okay. but definitely wanted Thank to make you. that announcement. And yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a very wavy summer. Period. It's going to be I a very it. wavy summer. I love that. And I just want to thank you so much for chatting with us. Yes, I'm um, happy to be here. Thank let you. Let everyone know, you know, where they can follow you, find you, all that jazz. Yes, so you can check out Wavy Women. That is W-A-V is in victory, Y-W-M-N, which, fun fact, the reason why I had to put it that way is because mm-hmm. the name was taken. And but I, I like this better. I would, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, like, that's even coming into the name little side story so when i was trying to think of women, i was like all right 
what can I name it? And all the names I thought of were just long as hell. And it's just I'm like, <laughs> nah, man, we got to shorten this. I was like, wavy women. And then I looked at the name, but the name was like somebody else. I'm like, what if I just drop it and make it WMN? It's like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, we're here. But yeah, you can definitely check out, check us out. We are on all major platforms. If you want to follow me, I am Amber's Modern Life on everything. <laughs> so like Rocco's Modern Life, but Amber's Modern Life. And yeah, thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate it being here. I look forward. It's definitely not going to be the last time I'm here for sure. Yes, we're going to bring you back. We definitely, definitely. We're going to have you back. We're going to keep the conversation going. And I just want to really thank you so much. Like, I definitely think this was a very impactful impactful episode um you shared a lot of great information and yeah i'm wishing you nothing but the best thank you and i wish the same for you thanks i received that yes